Hey. <laughs> That's good timing. <laughs> yeah, so you should begin every every episode. It's just just like you just walked in. Just just, just had a seat. Everything was prepped for you. You had your right. team, you had your assistant, put everything, set everything up, get the lighting right. That's right. And you're just out there just shaping your beard. So it's somebody else doing all that, not me behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. That's weird. um that's how I start my TikToks. So oh, I, yeah? I walk in now from the mostly because I'm hitting record, I gotta walk around. You know. I, I did notice that you were uh getting to, to where you're doing the loops. Yeah, I've tried a couple of times. It's tough. Hard yeah. to Yeah, it looks know. like it. I think the trick is to I've I've given it to some thought. And I actually think the trick is to record the outro. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna splice your TikTok up, right, and you're gonna go from like where you're not a talking head to where you are a talking head. Hmm. So like if you're if your TikTok starts as a talking head and then you're not and then you end as a talking head, do the outro into the intro as one clip and then just cut it and put yeah. it, put the front half as the outro and the back half as the intro. And then they will be seamless. But I haven't tried it yet. But I feel like that's the way to do it. That's definitely the way to do it. I I'm not a TikToker, but I I gather that that's probably how they do it. I can tell that that the end of their video that has that smooth loop is all like one clip. Right. They're not just trying to splice like be in the same spot. Right. Which know. I've tried. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can see the evolution of your of your channel. Right. Yeah. My channel's been doing well lately. Yeah. I uh, I was stuck at like six thousand ish followers for a while, and I would say over the course of just January, I've gained about two thousand. I crossed over eight. I crossed over eight thousand. Nice. Last week, mm-hmm. and um, I would say my my frequency of thousand thousands of views is way more often, and my like, you know, what's what's it? What's what's the episode of sub sub? The opposite of like the sub two thousand. What's the oh po- post? Like so, uh, like that's uh, not right, is it? Sub two thousand. If you if you're higher than like five thousand, right? If you're sub five thousand, you're below it. What's the yeah. above? Prime. I I don't know. I would say <laughs> after higher higher uh, than these, five thousand. Yeah. When when there's gaps in my vocabulary, I just change things up. <laughs> I avoid them at all costs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm I'm having more videos go like above five thousand views more often, mm-hmm. which is cool. So yeah, that is cool. It's consistency, man. Yeah. It's like it's like Mr. Beast. He he did what you know spent like almost ten years doing videos that didn't get more than a thousand views, and then all of a sudden he he burst on the scene. So right, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, me, me and Mr. Beast are tight. You tight? Yeah, I just call him Mister. I want to talk about plumpkins and. Uh, so you spelled it with a P. That's cute because it's a B. Blumpkin, yeah. Like blumpkin. a, you know, bull. I don't know where the umpkin comes from. <laughs> I feel like we need a referee here. We need to. I think we need to go to the booth. Does he pay to get his balls trimmed? There ain't nobody texting emojis about making eggplant parmesan. It's there because they want it to be a, a big old swan. So my wife was an only child. So there's like no other you know there's none of her siblings that are having kids that you know we can relate to it's literally just her and her mom yeah and uh and on my side you know my brother is 
nine years younger than me. He does. I do have a nephew from him. Um, but it, I mean, we just don't have a whole lot in common. Uh, you know, my, my older brother who's four years older, he doesn't have kids. So, you know, we just don't have like the excuse to always be interested in the same things at the same time, that yeah. kind of thing. So right. I think both sides, it's like, we are really struggling to find like an actual dynamic to get into. It's like, we're not lonely, but it's like, <laughs> we need, and plus we just moved to, to this, you know, to out here. And so we're still working on with COVID and everything. We're still trying to get in contact and meet new families. And with my oldest, he'll be going to school soon. So hopefully that'll happen. Yeah. You, know, you start to meet parents through schools and stuff like that. But it's just like, it's so stupid. It's hard when you're an adult. It's hard to make <laughs> friends. Yeah. It's, and I've never, my entire life, I've not struggled to make friends. I've, you know, sports is very easy to make friends right. during sports, just school and just in general. But it's like when you're an adult and you're in a, in a, a marriage, you have to be friends. You have to like both of those people. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like you can't just like one of them and hate the other or not hate, but like not get along with the other person. Cause it's just not going to work. You're forcing it. Yeah. We got, we got probably, we have, we have a lot of couple friends, you know, well, I shouldn't say that we have a lot of friends. We have a lot of friends who of course are married, mm-hmm. but I would say if there's a dozen of them, say, say 10, 10 different couples, we regularly only hang out with two. Yeah. Just for that same dynamic, really, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say those, even those relationships, the wives were friend first and then the husbands. We just got lucky that we get along. But like even my my good friends, though, do not. We don't have a lot of cross, you know. I, I think and I may be wrong on this because I just had like a minor epiphany. Is it easier for two couples to be become friends if the women are friends first? I think so. Yeah, they're the harder ones to... They're the harder ones to like gain that friendship, the true friendship. Like right. you can be friendly. Right. But there's there's like something there and, and I'm being careful with what I say. Yeah. But like we're much more easygoing as a species right <laughs> as a gender i i i learned probably five years ago that i'm actually an introvert so really? my entire life i thought i was an extrovert whenever i took those tests or whatever people asked me i always said that mm-hmm. um, but then it was explained to me what it was right because i was always going out my mm-hmm. wife and I were always doing things right in college. We were part of clubs and we ended up being leaders of the club and we were doing this and that we were always doing stuff. Every church we've been a part of, I end up serving on some finance team or whatever. Right. Um, and so I always thought, well, I'm doing all those things. I must be an extrovert. Right. But then it was explained to me that it's not necessarily that you do a lot. It's when you go out and you're with people, does that give you, energy right right what energizes amped or do you is it take your energy and you come home and you gotta like sleep for you know four hours Mm -hmm. and when i pondered that i realized wow yeah i'm an introvert like it's a show for me right when i go out i'm putting on a show right making everybody happy and then it's exhausting i come home and i crash Mm -hmm. yeah it's not like a shy 
outspoken kind of thing. It's right. the energizing part. Right. And I think I've always been like, I'm so in some areas, I'm so annoyed with myself, but ultimately <laughs> I like myself. Okay. But yeah, I've always been like, I teeter, like I, I'm not in a box, right? Like I am an extrovert. In fact, that I love going out and I would love, you know, I, I do somewhat get energized, but also like, get me alone you know, half the time. And I, that helps me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, yeah, I just can't pick a box to be in. And, and even like when my wife does these astrological signs and stuff and she's not huge into it, but she'll, you know, read up on it and be like, Oh, look what this says about you. You're a Pisces. Guess what? You're going to be successful this year. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, great. You know, what was last year? Crap or what? Right. But I'm like, never exactly anywhere, you yeah. know, it's like, a and my, uh, I'm like little little firecracker. My wife's big into the Enneagram. Have you have you heard yes. of this? Yes. The Enneagram. So, yes. I believe we my wife and I are compatible according to that. Okay. So we we were early adopters in this household. Like I would say the first time it was brought up to us, uh, and we get my wife experience was probably probably close to ten years ago at this point. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was, we've, we've been familiar with it. My wife's super into that stuff. I, you know, am indifferent yeah. to it, but she reads it all. She has the podcast, all, all of it to the point where I've told her, like, you should, she's been asked to speak on it, you know, at places. I'm like, why don't you actually like, you know, cause they have a, all those programs have like credentials, you know, you can become yeah. a certified whatever. And then you literally get hired to go talk about it. But mm-hmm. She doesn't want to do that. But on the we are my wife and I are a two and a three. So oh, my wife's wow. a two, which is essentially people pleaser, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm a three, which is the need to be successful. Um, and I would say it's the only test though I've taken. I mean, it's a cult, don't get me wrong. The Enneagram is a cult, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's the only test I've taken where as I'm taking it, I didn't feel like I can just get the answer I want to get. Right. Yeah. So many of those tests are so obvious, like how you answer this of what, what way they're going mm-hmm. in a group meeting. Do you take charge? Do you let others? Yeah. Well, right. I'm, I'm a D I want to be a D. So I'm going to take charge. Right. Like it's so easy to, <laughs> yeah. you know, manipulate them, but this one wasn't. And it, it was probably one of the better ones I've ever taken. I think I'm a nine. Okay. Like a nine wing two or something stupid like that. It's like a wing, isn't there? Isn't there a wing? Yeah, to there's it? wings. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a nine, which is when you read it, you go, "How's that person really going to function in society?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently, a two and a nine are compatible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say. So they got yeah, because it's all like uh, maybe maybe we'll have the wives on and we'll do an Enneagram podcast. But my wife would love that. Um. I know my wife always talks about like there's like you have your number and you have your wing, but then like when you're healthy versus not healthy, yeah. you take on other numbers. So like mine, I know as a three, when I am not a when I'm not healthy, I turn into a nine. Mm, really, and it's and it's like and it's there's truth to that, and it's usually when like so I'm a three, right? So I'm driven for success and getting things done makes me feel successful and all that. But if it becomes too much and I take on too much and it becomes overwhelming, Mm -hmm. it all stops. 
So it's like either I'm super high level, you know, productive yeah. or zero things happen. There's no in between. Hmm. Right. So when I get overloaded, it just everything just stops at some point <laughs> and I just don't do anything because I'm overwhelmed by how much I need to do. And mm-hmm. just nothing happens then. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I do. That sounds familiar. Like there's a you're doing well number and then you're you're not doing well number. So maybe my not doing well number is a nine, but I I seem to remember just being a nine. So I yeah. have to look into it and maybe take the test again. Right. Nine is uh, non-confrontational, right? I think is what it is. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really subscribe to the the astrological stuff, but there's something about, and I don't know who writes these things. There's something about like the time of year you were born. And I don't think it has anything to do with like, you know, our solar system or any yeah. planets in retrograde or whatever. But I think something, you know, if you're born, if you are like, the the Pisces or Aquarius or whatever, you have certain traits that are very common for somebody who was born in that time of year. Well, uh, what are we, are we? Aren't we close to the same birthday? Well, uh, you're April. what are you? You're April. I'm February. So we're oh, okay. Yeah. So what are what are you? April. What is April? I have no idea. Really? I can't <laughs> even name all of them. I have no idea. Uh, I could I couldn't either. Are we really? Are we gonna have to? We're gonna look up your, your horoscope <laughs> right now. when's your birthday april what april 10th you are an aries okay all right so i'm gonna click on this individuals born on april 10th carry incredible incredible depth in their creative and warm aries nature and aren't always sure how to share their emotions with those they care about Um, obviously this is a huge they're shooting 50 percent so far all right so what you excel in what they excel in those born in, on April 10th have an incredible ability to generate, to regenerate, heal, and point their energy into the most focused <laughs> of all activities. They make excellent surgeons and doctors. Naturally, <laughs> yep. Let's not get out of hand here. You're a 3D printer. <laughs> uh, this isn't this isn't a Zodiac episode, but I just thought it'd be funny to peek in real quick. So you're an Aries, I guess. I feel like they, I feel like all that stuff, like, I don't know. A lot of it is, I mean, I guess so broad. Why, right. And that's my thing. But I guess at the same time, I was like, well, why do I, why do I feel like the Enneagram has any more basis than this does? Right. But it, this, I mean, what you just told me, it was like they took, they just took polar opposites of right brain, left brain. So you fit somewhere in that description. Yeah. But then again, I could look at that and, and I don't think I would fit in that. If you just read that off for Pisces, I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. No, you're not creative mm-hmm. at all. I mean, yeah, but I don't. I would definitely not excel as a surgeon. Right, but I don't think creative people do either. That's my point. Like, I don't think any surgeon would say I, well, I'm super creative. So I, I, I missed the second part of that. It said it would make a good surgeon. Surgeons without borders, you know, the ones that just go oh. from different countries, and I, I think that's what that is. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah. Who knows. Yeah, I just have never fat, fit, fit into any of those boxes, so that's why I've never really got into it too much. Yeah, all I know is that there's a moon coming around when I turn, or when I turn thirty or something, right? And then that's my, that was my go wild year, right? Isn't that what? Is that what it is? If your birthday is on a full moon? I don't know. I've heard like <laughs> go wild. Yeah, something like do? something happens where like something orbits Earth for you know in a thirty year cycle. So like. 
on your 30th birthday, you're in the same spot you were with relationship to whatever it was Saturn or something like that. I've, <laughs> I've heard these women talk about it. It's a joke, but yeah, who knows? My, my wife is in, into uh, crystals. Is uh, or isn't? Is. Is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. She likes crystals. Um, she, in discussions we've had about it, she doesn't believe really that they have anything to do with, you know, that they have any like special effects yeah. or powers, but she, she believes in the placebo effect and she believes, and also like if, yep. if, a if a gemstone is supposed to elicit like creativity or mindfulness or something, she uses it more of as like a reminder. You sure. know what I mean? Like if she knows this stone does that, she looks at it and get, you know, and she's thinks about it that way. Yeah. So she's not woo woo wee, but I did yeah. catch her one <laughs> day. <laughs> one day she did set out a mason jar. It was a full moon. She set out a mason jar of water out on her porch for the moon to charge that water. Okay. And uh <laughs> I was I was supporting her, but half making fun of it when she brought it in the next day. She drank some of it, left it on the coffee table. And then like that night she went up to bed. I put her half drank moon water. I put the cap on it and went to to let the moon out. (laughs) (laughs) And I put it back in the fridge to conserve because I'm sure that it was valuable water. It's It's like second to glacier water, you know? I didn't want to let the moon out, so I put that lid on there nice and tight and put it in the fridge for her. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. One of the best one of the best jokes I've had as a married husband, my wife bought and she didn't know I bought it, but I I saw it and I thought, what an opportunity. She bought one of those salt rock lights. I'm looking at two of them right now. Which is supposed to have something too, right? Yeah, it's supposed to. I think that purifies the air. The air. Yeah. So where she's got it set up in the room, she thinks I don't notice this stuff when she <laughs> buys stuff, but I notice everything. Yeah. Um, and I walk in, and I'm like, man, you know, I don't know, but like today, I just feel, I feel good. Like something's just different with like what's happening, you know? Like I'm just like, oh, just I feel like rejuvenated, and she's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I look and I see. It, I'm like, oh, it's so <laughs> She's so mad. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I haven't done anything like that, but <clears throat> every now and then she will bend, like bend down to pick something. And if it's like a like a lazy Sunday or lazy Saturday or something, and we haven't like gotten dressed for the day and whatever, yeah. she, she like bend down and pick something up, and a little rock will fall out of her shirt. And I'll be like, <laughs> why did that happen? Why was that there? Is it loose? <laughs> First of all, what orifice did that come out of? Because I, you know, but apparently some you have to keep close to you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't pretend to know everything about everything. So, right. You know, whatever. I, I would hate to be the one that was like, that doesn't do anything. And then the next day there's a report that says obsidian helps your sex life. And I was the one that was like, get it out of here. Get it out of here. I don't need that. That's what I want to know. Who's writing these descriptions of these stones? Is someone, someone modern, right? These aren't just like some textbook that they pulled out. That's like, you know, thousands of years old that they're trying to translate. It's literally like somebody 
sitting at a computer going, yeah, well, that's going to help with your focus. (laughs) Maybe it is, though. I mean, don't. it could be like, you know, doesn't a lot of stuff come from like Like we see old pictures, right? And it's like, oh, they got something in a bowl. And then we try to figure out what's in the bowl and it looks like quartz. So it's like, oh, they must have been using it. You know, they had a bowl of quartz next to a guy that was laying down. And based off of the way he's laying down, he had he had gout. Helps with gouts. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm sure there's some rooted in like ancient cultures, you know. But the, if you ever go into one of these stores, stores which I'm sure you're gonna do soon, uh, and you look at the the little papers that they have on all these little baskets of stones, it's just so elaborate. Yeah, it's amazing. And then. Certain stones have to be charged or not have to, but they're more effective if they're charged by the moon. And the moon is a big deal. <laughs> the moon's a big deal. Yeah, the moon's a big deal. I know that. There's a lot with lots of with water, tides, and crystals now, apparently, too. That's right. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, what do you do? You have you ever noticed, or what do you do? You think of the idea of people acting a little crazier when there's a full moon? I, I never given any thought, however, my wife is a teacher. And she's a special education teacher, and I know she says that there is a correlation really? between full moon and like the kids in her classroom when it's they're all you know mm-hmm. extra extra rambunctious. Yeah, I used to work at a call center for uh, a furniture company and at their corporate offices, and we used to do we used to document like how crazy the customers were. If it was a full moon, what their issues were, were they escalated to management? Like we were super, you know, bored at times. Bored, yeah. But yeah, and it actually the the numbers were a little crazier around the, the full moon. So. Yeah, something so, about it. Something about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Getting everyone's werewolf out. But <laughs> yeah. I the crystal stuff. I, it, it reminds me. I remember I was we were shopping downtown one time, and like in the real hipster neighborhood right mm-hmm. and we go into the store and it was like all natural material things right so they had like tree branches they were selling for an obnoxiously large amount of money right they had they had bags of sand that were about this big and like the whole deal was like you bought the pot next to it and you bought the bag of sand and it you you potted whatever it was in sand, right? Because sand has you know good water flow through it or whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. This bag of sand, it was probably the size of like a quart. They were selling for like twenty nine dollars, which is unbelievable. Because <laughs> my parents are in landscaping business, so we sell a cubic yard of sand. Mm-hmm. So three feet by three feet by three feet of sand, which is almost the 2,000 pounds in weight for like $24. <laughs> and this place was selling a little bag of sand for $29. And I feel like stuff like that makes me go, maybe it's all just made out so people spend money on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely some of that. There's got to be some of that. Like, you know, someone claiming that this little vial is great glacier water. Right. How are you ever going to know other than that? It says in the label like, oh, great. But I will also agree, though, I am a big proponent of the placebo effect. I believe Mm -hmm. it works. And I think if people if they convince themselves that it helps them, I think that the mind is a powerful thing. And, 
Yeah. You tell yourself, if you tell yourself you're not sick and you believe it enough, I think you can make yourself not sick. Sick. Yep, for sure. And, (laughs) and also I think, you know, some of the rocks look kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, like, wow, that came from the Himalayas, you know, like, right. It's cool stuff, but I'm not going to be putting it in my, my underwear. My, my (laughs) oldest son is all about rocks. He, if you ask him to this day, he's, he's in sixth grade. And if you still ask him, his still one of his top things he is going to be is a geologist. Wow. Um, cool. And like for Christmas, he got a, it was actually for his birthday, which was before Christmas. He got a advent calendar from National Geographic, which was rocks. So mm-hmm. every day you opened it up and you, you know, dug out a new rock. Which was, it was pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> That sounds like something I would have loved when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, did you see, uh, speaking of that kind of stuff, they're planning on probably by 2025, they'll, there's a company planning on bringing back the woolly mammoth. Really? Mm-hmm. They got, they got stem cells of a woolly mammoth laying around. Yeah. And they're, they have the technology supposedly to create an embryo and they'll, I guess the Asian elephant, I think it's the Asian elephant is the closest relate relative to the woolly mammoth. And they'll okay. be able to use the womb of an Asian elephant. And they could have woolly mammoth calves by 2025. Wow. And which the, is insane. We, and, you know, the, we've learned nothing from Jurassic Park movies <laughs> that we're not concerned about this. I mean, what are you going to do? A woolly mammoth, you know, it's a little different than, you I know, mean, unless slippery slope. Like... Slippery slope. Yeah. Okay, you do one. Next thing you know, we'll just do it... a tiny dinosaur next. Wouldn't you? So, if the tables were turned and there was maybe some other race that took over on Earth, some other species, wouldn't you think it would be cool for the like if we were extinct all of a sudden and then the humans come back, like bring Bob back, you know? Like that would be kind of cool. Only if I can, only if me, if I am the one that gets to come back, right? Would you, would you, if, if someone could bring you back, let's just say, in 200 years of the, from the future or even a thousand years. Cause that's basically, well, let's not go crazy with a thousand years. So let's just say 200 years in the future. If someone could bring you back, let's just say you were cryogenically frozen. Yeah. Would you, or let me put it this way. You've lived your life fully Yeah. here. You're done. You're 9,905, whatever. And then you get a chance to live again in, in 200 years. Would you do it? No. So I would, if I died, no, I'm not coming back. If there's technology where you can choose to like freeze yourself before you're dead and then come back later, I would contemplate it, but I would need to have like, I would have to be like alone in this world, right? Like catastrophic things would have had to happen where like, Mm -hmm. I have nobody to wear I can just, you know, freeze and, you know, that be that. But that's unlikely, right? Like, I'm not going to freeze myself at 60 when my kids are 35. No, but this is a hypothetical. Not worried about what's likely. So, but for that reason, no. If I'm I'm dead, absolutely not. I don't want to come back after I've died. If I freeze myself while still alive, it would have some thought, but though I would lean heavy to probably not. Yeah. I think I, I think I would, I would consider it as, especially if I lived, you know, a long life and they 
200 years down the road, they've realized how they could bring people back, regenerate, and maybe even, yeah. you know, reverse your aging your cells or whatever. I would. Unless it were, like, obviously, like, a crappy way to live. Like, if it were just famine and, you know, regard, <laughs> ridiculousness. But I uh, think it would because you're you're it's your bonus time at that point. You're you've already lived. Let's just yeah, see you what coming back with a 90 year old body. No, that's what I'm saying is maybe they can because they already are kind of hinting to where they can reverse aging in some cells and stuff like that to help okay. with Alzheimer's and everything. So, I mean, technology, who knows what happens in 200 years? Have you watched on Amazon the show Upload? Uplook? No. Upload. Oh, no. Either one. So upload is it's really cool. Um, it's a cool show. But essentially the concept is not coming back, but when you die, you have something set up, and of course it's super expensive, and there's different there's different afterlifes you get to choose to go to, but when you die, you have like 10 minutes to upload your conscience into a computer, and then you live out the second half of your life. Um in a computer and it's all like virtual reality right so Mm -hmm. it's all the ones and zeros programming and um you know the more expensive one you buy the better the experience is right so it's Mm -hmm. like the cheaper ones you're in low budget vr but the (laughs) higher ones you're in like these you know huge suites and you can taste everything you ever wanted and it's a pretty interesting concept but i think I think I would do that before I did the other one. I think my issue with that is, <laughs> I mean, my luck, I would like sp- spend like billions and billions to do this. And then I get uploaded and then the company like goes out of business in, in a couple of <laughs> years and there's no upgrades or no, no patches. Right. You know, just like literally, literally playing the same game of tennis over and over and over again. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I think I'd probably pass. I, I would only do it if it were real life. I think. Yeah. It would just, be cool. I mean, you, would you know the difference? Would you know you were in a simulated uh, place? Yeah. Only because like you have to set it up. In the show, you have to set up your, you have to set everything up before yeah, you, you would die, remember. Right? Yeah. So you buy your, you know, you buy your data before you're dead. Interesting. And you set up like, you know, a reoccurring charge. So like your retirement is saved for then your, your afterlife because there's different data plans, right? So mm-hmm. if you use too much data, then you're, uh, then you're stuck in like a black and white room or something. All right. So here's an interesting question with that theme in mind. If you could live out the rest of your days in that scenario, in a movie, you literally live out in a movie, a virtual environment, but it would feel real to you. Can you yeah. think of what you would want to be in? What movie? That's a tough question. There's yeah. a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies. I'll, I'll go with one while you think about it. Yeah, go if you got one. I think I would go, honestly, I would probably go in the the Harry Potter universe. Oh, so that's an interesting thought. Yeah, if I could be a wizard. I, obviously, I don't want to if I was just another human. Right. Because then, then you would never know because they had all that stuff from the humans. Yeah. So if I could be a wizard, I would do that. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I would do something along those same lines then, right? I was first thinking like, my first thought was like, remember the Titans, right? I was thinking about all these, you know, moves I watched growing up as a kid that would be fun to be part of. But yeah. it's like indefinitely, I don't think I want to go back to the 1960s or whatever it was. Yeah, where, where, <laughs> where racism never gets any better. Right. And it's just like constant race riots. Right. I think I want that. So I like that idea. I, I could do Harry Potter. I could also do like, it could be fun to like go back to, uh, you know, some like superhero movies. If you could come mm-hmm. back at like as like Superman, yeah. If you could get lucky enough to be Superman, that'd be fun, right? And then you've got the comedies. Like, <clears throat> if I could just be in like the super bad world. Did you ever see Super Bad? Yes. With those ridiculous cops, and just like <laughs> that's all that stupidity going on. That might be entertaining, but I couldn't. I go. I don't know how long it would be. You know, I you'd probably get sick of it after right. a little while. Comedy. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that because I. That movie borders on like I cannot stand the movies. I like Super Bad, so it wasn't it wasn't like this. But I feel like it could get there if you watched it too many times. I can't stand the movies where it's just like everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Yeah, like the Ben Stiller stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just like you know, I just I have a hard time watching it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. It's like you get a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you know, it's going to go bad. And it's just like, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example of a movie, but I can't think of one right now. But well, I mean, yeah. you can just I mean, along came Polly. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. What can go wrong does go wrong in that movie. Right. I mean, it's like him in that movie, him and meet the parents, you know, and meet the Fockers and all that right. stuff. It's the same kind of deal. Right. Yeah, he yeah. just like can't catch a break, and he's right. re- reacting to all these chaotic things. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah that would be tough. So I could not do those, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think you win that. I think Harry Potter is probably the best answer I can think of right now. Yeah, that would be fun. You do. He's just like, I mean, there's obviously in that movie or in the books in that movie, there's there's a lot of like doom. Yeah, but if you could, you know, You're a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. You're a wizard, I mean, whatever. You don't have to be like You don't have to participate. Right. In you don't gotta put yourself in the middle of everything like Potter did. Like he could just live out his life as a wizard. Yeah. You're completely fine. Yep. That's true. Yeah. He was egotistical and had to be, you know, the yeah, main had guy. to be the hero. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't know he could have had a happy little life living in Boston or something. Right. You know, just leave England. Right. <laughs> For 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 people who could travel anywhere in an instant, nobody really left. Oh, that's a that's a that reminded me of a movie. Have you ever seen Jumper? Uh, no, but I that's with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? No. Oh, that's Looper. That's Looper. What's Jumper? Jumper was a movie, probably similar time, but essentially it's you're not you're not jumping through time. You're literally just teleporting place like to portals. place. Okay. And like his his power is he can jump to anywhere as long as he can see it. So what he did in his apartment, he's just got a wall full of postcards and, and oh, pictures cool. of stuff. Yeah. So he just looks at it and he can jump to it. So of course he, you know, jumped into a safe, robbed it, jumped out back to his apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Um Samuel L. Jackson's in it. He's the guy hunting him. It was good. They set it up for a sequel, but they never made one. 
Man, I kind of feel like I saw that. Do you not remember who the main guy is? No, but oh. he's been in stuff. You know, yeah. he wasn't a nobody. Right. And yeah. it, it kind of ends with he jumps Samuel L. Jackson to like a cliff face and leaves him there. Oh, and he nice. jumps out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Samuel L. Jackson would have been pissed about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so is that your is that your superpower then if you could you would teleport yeah i feel like that's a good one i mean instant travel is hard to beat. that's I think. that's the main thing right there travel yeah yeah and if you get in trouble i mean we're out right, you're just gone yeah i think it's hard to like, even f- like flying would be cool because mm-hmm. just the sensation of flying but even that it's not instant travel right and you're you got to bundle up it's gonna be right. cold you could be flying in a puffer jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, that one with that's overrated, I think, flying. Yeah. Get in a plane. I can fly anywhere I want. I don't want to yeah, waste I think, my power. I think it. the initial flight would be out of this world, be fantastic. Yeah. But then once you've done it once, I kind of feel like the nostalgia would rub off a little bit. It but like would, yeah. Jump in, like, you know, you get home from work and it's like, let's jump to Hawaii for four yeah. hours. That's the best. I think that's the best one because I don't think I would want to know the future, right? Uh, at least you know, for the most part, I don't think I would want to because then there's no benefit to to like having confidence in the moment. Like you're always just looking to- towards what's going to happen. Yeah, that was very metaphysical. Uh, but I don't think I would want to hear people's thoughts. I don't want to see through no. walls. No. You know, there's a reason there's walls in places. <laughs> I think you'd see way too much. Yeah. Super strength. I mean, then people would just ask you to move stuff all the time. <laughs> you know? All the other ones is like, yeah, it's too much. Too much would come with it. Like you said, like if you had super hearing, you would have, you know, you'd be asked to do a bunch of stuff of your sight or strength, like teleporting. Like it's cool, but like I'm not any stronger. So I can't teleport, you know, your truck for you across the country. Right. right? So you there's might, no expectation to do stuff. Like, I can you just might have myself. Like, you might have, like, UPS knocking on your door. Like, hey, <laughs> what could I pay you to time. get this to Rochester? Right. But uh, I and I think nobody would know. I mean, even if somebody, even if somebody caught you on video, who would believe that? And it'd be like, well, that's clearly a doctored video. You just, you just gone. Right. I would use it. I think I would use my, my teleportation though. The, the most frequent thing I would use it for is teleporting to my bed. <laughs> I think. Okay. So here's the thing. Wouldn't you, do you think you would be less in shape then? Oh yeah. I would be just like, this, be like this blob going from place to place. Cause you wouldn't use your leg for the most, you just wouldn't use your muscles. You wouldn't use your leg muscles. You'd have to. You'd be standing though. That's right? the so bare minimum. Land, and you, you know. Yeah, so the bare minimum. Then. And then, like a little. I just wonder how finite, like how, how how jumpy you would actually get if you would get so lazy that you would just constantly transport transport standing still instead of walking right. places. But think about like all the events you've gone to where like it ends late and it's like, oh, an hour drive home. Here's here's the here's the dad hack that you would have. You wouldn't have to leave sporting events early to beat the traffic. That's right. for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, no, we are going to watch the fourth quarter, kids. Right. We do not need to beat traffic. And then you could teleport down to the field. I've seen three quarters of a lot of games in my <laughs> because my dad is always always the one wanting to beat traffic. Beat traffic out. Mm-hmm. I've not gone to many sporting events at a pro level in my lifetime. So, yeah, I mean, with home viewing experience, what is really the allure? Unless you're getting fantastic seats, right? And that's expensive. Yeah, I had really good seats at a baseball game one time for the Brewers, and that was a lot of fun because it was a game that was supposed to be in Florida, but there was a hurricane down there. Mm. So they brought it back to Milwaukee, and it was super short notice, so they couldn't staff the whole stadium. So they just opened up the lower section, oh, nice. and it was $10 tickets. Nice. So I bought – I was, and it was like they opened at 9 and you know to buy, and it was first come, first serve. So I got on right away, and I bought some for the family and it was it was awesome and it kind of ruins it for you now it's like so now i'm gonna spend 18 bucks a ticket to be way up in the top yeah and to sit behind some dude in a cowboy hat and i can't even yeah. see the game i'm just like mm, i think i'll pass mm-hmm. are you uh are you a cowboy hat guy no i'm not a hat guy uh i'm not a a hat guy really with the exception of winter hats really and that's just necessity right i mean it's cold you're not even like a baseball cap guy? Not really. I have them. I buy them, and I have them thinking I will wear them, but it just never seems to happen. All right. They so never get on my head. I'm going to tell you this in confidence, okay? <laughs> I am a baseball cap guy, but I am not a men's size baseball <laughs> cap guy. <laughs> What's I just recently, when we went out of town... Like two weekends ago, uh, we went shopping, and they had a. It was uh, it was a U of M store, University of Michigan. All the yep. they had a men's side, and they had a women's side, because I have a smaller head. Okay, it's not just camera camera tricks here. <laughs> uh, I do have a smaller head. Um, I, I don't think I have a smaller brain. I think maybe my skull is thinner. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but so I have to, and I fully embraced this over like the last couple of years. I used to have to like kind of sneak it, like, "Ooh, that's a women's hat." I'll just tear the tag out, and nobody will ever know. Yeah, I have to go like in sports places like that. I have to go over to the women's side and find a manly women's size hat. You know, because sometimes they cut them different, they stitch them different, they put rhinestones. I was gonna say, on. I feel like women's hats are typically very different. Stereotypically, they are. But you, yeah. you'll find a couple. Okay. I have a better chance of finding a decent-looking woman's hat than I'll find a man's hat that fits me. The problem is the front. Apparently, the front of my skull, there's always this big ploof that you can yeah. just push in. And it just looks looks like I'm wearing my dad's hat. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, bring your kid to work day. Dad, can I wear your hat? That kind of thing. Okay. So I Got found some really stylish manly looking women's <laughs> sports hats and they're in my they're in my collection to the point where like i can't go back now right i can't because i, I just I, I love hats but i've struggled so so badly on sizes yeah so i've never been a backwards hat guy i feel like i've always looked weird you know strange that way when i was a kid i'd wear i'd try to wear hats and 
My problem was maybe my head was small as a kid, but I always felt like my ears sticked out, right? Mm-hmm. Like the like the bottom edge of the hat came too far down, and it was yeah. like resting on where my ears meet that's, my head. It's a terrible feeling. Yeah. So then it's like my ears out there, and everyone else I saw like their hat stopped like way up here. <laughs> right. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have that problem anymore, but I just yeah I just can't. I buy, I probably buy a hat a couple of times a year thinking, you know, oh, it's cool. Or, you know, or it's like, like you said, you go to a sports thing and you want to get something. So it's the easy thing to get. Mm-hmm. But then I just never, I can never, I never wear them. I can't. And if you don't have a head that fills them out, you, you get, it's like, it's like a bait and switch. You go to the store and I put on a hat. A lot of times it'll look okay. But if I can feel all of these big air bubbles, when I wear that hat, three or four times all that stiffness goes away and it starts to like concave in and it looks looks like i was hit by golf balls you know like what what is going on with this guy's (laughs) head so i just kind of had to adjust my expectations a little bit (laughs) women's hats for thumbs yeah you would never know well now i do though yeah, but you would never know. So now if I ever see you in person and you're wearing a hat, I'm going to check the tag <laughs> You're going to check it. it. Chances are it's been ripped out, my friend. <laughs> I can't have someone, like, finding my hat on, like, the subway and going, oh, I found a woman's hat. Is there a woman missing their hat? And yeah. I've got to be like, I guess I'm going to lose that hat. Yeah, that's gone. There's no... <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got, like, an indentation that I was clearly wearing a hat moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not mine. Shoot, not mine. hope you find that lady. I uh, I've been watching. This is completely off topic, but I more just so was want to talk about it. But I've been watching Tarkov again lately. Have you? I feel like I need to get back into it. I so I haven't been watching it, um, and I don't feel like I have to get back <laughs> into it. <laughs> I'm not a glutton for punishment these days, but. Yeah. I would I would dabble, but there's no way I could go and and be a task Andy right now. Yeah, I can't either, which is why I haven't really done it. I've I've played once since they wiped it at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I played it with Ozzy and a couple. He had a couple of people he was playing with, and to be honest, it was it was more fun than I remembered having at the end. But I knew I wasn't going to be back to it, mm-hmm. so, so I kind of just, just went hog wild. wild. That's what I should have done. And it was fun. Like mm-hmm. I died a good amount, but I also killed a few people. Yeah, I mean honestly that's true. I mean, I have a kit waiting to just have one good one fun day of it. Right. Yeah. You know. But that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I really would love to, but I've started to prioritize other things that make me feel better. Okay. Like what? Like not staying up so late. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> You know, waking up early, reading more. Yeah. Things that, you know, I, f- I just feel stagnant when I'm just like, when I play video games and then I turn it off. And then I don't know what it is, but like, I've just started to feel like, man, I got to start making, I if I'm not making progress in something, yeah, like I start to feel like I'm wasting away. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I would say I'm, I've hit that same. The video games, I think it was for myself. You know, I took so long off from video games and I had kids at such a young age that like, right. Yeah. To me, it was like, 
making up for those years that I didn't get to play. And then I did that. We played for, I don't know how long we played, but like three years. I think we started playing what in like 2018, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Really crazy. Um, and now it's, I would say I'm similar. So like tonight I, I thought about texting Ozzy tonight and saying, Hey, I'm doing the podcast with thumbs. You want to play after? Mm-hmm. And ultimately I didn't. And what I'm going to do instead is I've already turned my hot tub on. And I want to send the hot tub. There you go. And you're going to probably go to bed at like 1030. Yeah, because you're an introvert and you're going to charge your soul a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Right. Make sure if, if it isn't full moon tonight, open up one of those windows, charge that charge, that hot tub water. Charge the hot. Man, could you imagine <laughs> bathing in moon water? Woo. That bubbly moon water. What do it do to my genitals? Hopefully it might get me shooting moon dust or something. <laughs> just sparkles. Just <laughs> just moon juice. <laughs> <laughs>